Welcome back to This Book Is Good. I'm Chase. And I'm Josh. And together we sit here and with you. You've got your radio voice on. I do, don't I? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Well, Tom Brokaw. Well, I got like a, I'm, I'm, pra- I'm, I'm uh, practicing to be a game show host. <laughs> and that would be the voice that I use. Yeah. Is it good? What would the game be? I don't know. Hmm. Minute to win it style games or something? Those are fun. Something fast paced. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what gets, you know, people's attention. You got to do some right. wild stuff, you know? Or you could just be that guy on the side that just is the announcer. Yeah, like from the guy, like, who's the guy from Price is Right? Oh, yeah. You know, like when yeah. they're announcing yeah, the yeah, prize, yeah. then yeah. that that's the guy who, like, is tells like Rod, you what the prize Roddy is. Roddy or something like that? I can't that? remember. Yeah. I'm too young. I mean, you have the voice for it, though. Do I? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Well, I've been speaking for a long time. Most of us have. <laughs> for about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> so good enough that I was like, hey, let's start a podcast that's technically like a radio show where people can only see, I mean, can only hear our voices. Right. So they have no idea what I look like until, of course, I got to, we got to like, Put this pre- premonition out there. You got something in the works? Yeah, dude. We're going video. No. We're going video very soon. And you're really looking forward to that. Yeah, because it's going <laughs> to force me to do my hair every time we get together. Because Josh can't have the only nice hair going on here. Mm-hmm. I, I come out here in my PJs currently. I didn't even shower today. Really? I mean, it's, yeah, so I'm sure it doesn't look the best. Still like that from yesterday, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here in my neck of the woods, this weekend they have something going on called Winterfest. Oh, yeah. Winter Winterfest at Buckeye Lake? Yep. Nice. It's kind of a big deal because it's like, uh, it's like, it's like Buckeye Lake's version of Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. Whereas if the bass eats Benny the Bass as the mascot, so it's not it's not a groundhog like Punxsutawney Phil. Right. It's Benny the Bass, and they parade this bass. It's like a... No, I've never heard it's this. It's like a really small bass, honestly, okay. too. They parade <laughs> him around. But it's the same bass. It's a bass. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same bass. Um. He's in a he's in in a boat that's being towed by a vehicle. I don't know if that vehicle is important, but the boat on top of the boat, okay, it's a little boat. It's only for show, right? <laughs> sits a fish tank, and inside the fish tank is Benny the Bass. No way! This all sounds <laughs> instead of him coming out of a hole right. and getting scared and seeing a shadow and going back in. Mm-hmm. It's uh, determined as whether or not he eats the minnows that they put in. Oh. If we're going to have so X amount more uh, weeks of winter. So which way is it? If he eats them? It's still too new. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he saw it or this not. This is a new thing they're or trying out? <laughs> no, no, no. No, this has been a, a reoccurring event for some, some I know, but now. what? so what happens if he eats the minnows if he eats the minnows then that means that spring will come sooner okay that makes sense yeah he's ready yeah if he's not into the minnows he's 
He's too cold. He he don't want to eat anymore. Hibernating or whatever they do down there. Yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. But and I could be getting that. I could be getting that backwards. I don't. I don't fully understand. However, he lives in a tank. Yeah. All year. I believe so. Yeah. So he's not in the lake anyway. He's not in the lake. Nope. (laughs) Oh, it's fun though. It's all for fun, right? Yeah, it's all for yeah. fun. Yeah, do they dress everyone, up? Do they dress up like suits? There are and, some, yep, there yeah. are some fish suits going on out there. <laughs> yeah, they get pretty crazy. It's a whole scene. They they go from spot to spot around the lake, and it's a big celebration, music, everything. Wow. And that's coming up this weekend? Yeah, it's happening currently, right now. Oh, yeah. man. And yeah. we're missing it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm cool. So has this Benny the Bass come out yet? Has he done his thing? Or you don't? You haven't heard the uh, results? It was this morning. I haven't heard the results. I don't know. Man, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat to know. I've been busy. I've been too busy. If to... spring is coming early or not. Let's just say that it is. And it doesn't matter what happens with Buckstony Phil. It, we're we're about Benny the Bass here. Yeah, apparently. Gotcha. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I think I think Punxsutawney Phil is more of a national figure. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, everyone likes to create their mascots and yeah, teams sure, i don't know sure but benny the bass is a thing and uh that is great we'll keep you updated on whether or not he's calling for an early spring man i hope so i hope so and how often are fish right i don't really know <laughs> all i know is that they swim around all day and they like to eat things when you put it in their tank so chances are he eats chances are every year spring's coming early <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, but uh yeah, man. How's your week been? How's everything? Great. Going great. Um of course my father was in an accident back before Christmas, so we've been trying to get him back on the mend and um so that's taking a lot of my time and, and but I know, you know, people that we know have been praying for him mm-hmm. our family, so we definitely are appreciative of that for sure. Um yeah, it's, it's nice to see the community rally around moments yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So, um, but other than that, things are going great and, um, you know, looking forward to spring and yeah, I'm involved in a little sport called rugby. Yes, sir. So I, I coach and, um, so man, getting hyped up for that season coming here soon. So, you know, I'm kind of ready for some sports. Yeah. I might have to come out to one of your games or something. I got this new lens I've been waiting to get a hold of for quite a long time. Yeah. It's a zoom lens, 200 millimeters. And if you're on the sidelines, you can really get in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Get some cool photos. That's I'm my sure. thing. You know? I'm sure. And, and there's lots of um, opportunities to do that in oh. rugby. A lot of piling up. Oh. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> Broken bones or no? Uh, a few. <laughs> are these guys dangerous? Well, I coach middle school boys, oh. so it's uh, it's you know some of them are really skilled at that age, and some mm. are not. So True. it's it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, we have a high school program too, so those, those boys really get after it. Then they're pretty rough. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know that rugby was a prominent sport. It's not here. <laughs> it's not a prominent one. I wouldn't say um, there are several. You know, Central Ohio. Um, up northern Ohio, Cleveland, it's it's a lot bigger, hmm. a lot more popular. Um, but uh, around here, there are there are several teams, and you know we just found a niche, and the community loves it, and we get a really good response for with players, and have a girls middle school and high school team as well. So girls are playing rugby. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. A lot harder to find them games. Sure. Yeah, but it's good. Imagine. Everybody loves it, it seems like, so. I find it fun. Like, that's that's crazy because, like, when I was a young kid, I was into soccer. I really wanted to play soccer. But at that time, soccer wasn't right a very popular sport right in the U.S., let alone in my small town. <laughs> right. You know, to get people interested in playing soccer, it was hard enough to find teams. But I feel like that's probably the same scenario with rugby. Yeah, for sure. And soccer's grown. Soccer's I mean, leaps and now. bounds, right? And lacrosse, I think, has done the same. It's it's grown pretty big. But um, yeah, rugby's still a tough one. But hmm. but the people that are involved in it loved it, love it, and so yeah. It all boils down to awareness, you know. Yeah. Yep. And today we're going to become aware of some maybe non-specific tasks that we don't practice anymore no <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> things that don't necessarily um pertain to us in modern day um but things that are important to learn and as with a lot of the old testament um points to something that happens later on in the new testament that um either fulfills kind of what was started in the Old Testament or takes to another level or in this brings so much meaning to what happens that um, that's important for us to kind of look at and at least kind of understand a little bit about what was going on. So, Okay. Yeah. So we've exited Exodus. We, <laughs> we are <laughs> heading out of that book, yes, but the, the Israelites are still in their Exodus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for Aaron. In the last episode, we spoke about Aaron being <laughs> kind of, he made some bad choices, you know? He was like, hey, let's make this this little golden idol and everyone will be cool with this. And then, no, it wasn't. It, <laughs> it wasn't. was cool with the people. It was what the people wanted. But uh, sometimes, mm. yeah, what's popular is not always what's right. Right? Yeah. So Aaron gets to live though, right? And yes. Oh, yes. that's good. Yes, and he's he moves on, and in fact, part of that beginning part and middle part of, of the next book, Leviticus, is dedicated to the priestly order. So, was that his title at that point? Was he was a priest? He was um, a priest in he, charge. He not at not at the point where the uh, where he made the false idol. Yeah, but it was getting to that point. He was put in charge of certain things for sure. Mm-hmm. And and pretty shortly when the tabernacle was put together, mm-hmm. the um Aaron and his sons become the kind of the first priest to um you know, the tabernacle would be their duty. So everything mm-hmm. that goes on in and around the tabernacle is of the priestly duties. So Aaron and his sons, and there was actually a, a really big ceremony for them, a big ordination, um, where they use anointing oil, and Moses puts that on Aaron and his sons. And, and there's this word that you see throughout some of this part of Scripture. It's called consecrated. Things are consecrated for the Lord. Like consecrated ground? Yeah. It's yeah. like special, like holy? Exactly. It's set apart as kind of for the Lord or set apart for God honoring duties. So, you know, if you're talking about 
land or ground, then mm-hmm. then if that land is consecrated for the Lord, then what happens there now is ultimately always, you know, you're doing something that's God honoring, right? And so same with with people. <laughs> um, Aaron and his sons were consecrated for the Lord, set apart for this holy duty, the sacred duty of taking care of the tabernacle and, and the sacrifices and everything that kind of entails. Man, um, that's a big deal. What goes on there. You're yeah. not just a store <clears throat> manager at that point. No, <laughs> no. Um, and this is put at the like center of the, of the um, community. And so you see Aaron being able to kind of rebound from, you know, his, his, past, his past kind of slip up and yeah, be able to be in charge of, everything that that surrounds the tabernacle so i can imagine there was a deep conversation with moses and aaron <laughs> yeah if he's given the second chance where moses is like listen last time you really messed up <laughs> yeah it might be one of those <laughs> might be one of those where he didn't have to say anything you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he knew mm-hmm. exactly what <laughs> what went what went wrong but yeah so and and in Aaron and Moses too, because they're brothers, but they were born of the tribe of Levi. Okay. So they're within the tribe of Levi. And then so from this point on, the tribe, the men from the tribe of Levi are the ones that can become the priests. Only the men. Only, well, only the men. Yeah. For priestly duties. And then, um, only those of the tribe of Levi. So obviously not all of them get to become a priest. Yeah. But all of them help in some manner of because imagine you have a, a nation now of well up in the hundred thousand, something even millions of people that is the nation of Israel, all coming and, and wanting to do sacrifices. Um, you're talking about a huge undertaking, right? Yeah, that's a busy man. Yeah, and so one man can't do it. And so they obviously have tons of people that help, but they're with from when that within that tribe that are maybe helping with the animals or helping with, you know, the herds and So at this point like sacrificing animals is still a very routine thing. Well, it becomes Oh. a, a routine thing from this point on. Yeah. Oh, so Yeah. This is the development of that. Correct. Correct. Interesting. So, in, did, in the so book of Leviticus, uh, my words, uh, <laughs> the book of Leviticus, that's that's what that word means, I think, of Levites or of the tribe of Levi. So, hmm. yeah. I wonder what prompted, because well, we've spoken. We should probably just call it Leviticus. Levi, Leviticus? Leviticus. <laughs> you think they all wore denim jeans? <laughs> <laughs> um, in in the recent passages, we were just talking about how at the foot of Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. there were animals that were split in half. Yeah. Laying on the ground. Yeah. What was that for again at that point? Well, that was something that God um, told them to do that foreshadowed what he was going to do. With Jesus and, and a lot of this with animal sacrifices is the same the same thing. A lot of these sacrifices have to do with sin and guilt and 
we have to offer something that that is going to die on our behalf, right? That takes away that punishment of sin. But what we learn is these animal sacrifices only do that temporarily. They can only do that for a time. And so Hmm. ultimately, Jesus' sacrifice is the one that kind of fulfills that. But the cutting the animals in half was just some symbolism um, that, you know, they have to go through. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming in, in Leviticus, mm-hmm. the whole point is to lay out reasons why you would sacrifice animals. Yeah. And, and I feel like maybe this current situation that just happened where they were, uh, Celebrating the false idols, right? That was a big sin. Correct. And people died from it. Yeah. And and they broke the covenant, right? They broke and and so the separation of the animals. Remember that was part of the seal of the covenant that mm-hmm. that you know um, God is going to hold up His end of the bargain. And sometimes we don't meet the terms mm. <laughs> of it. That doesn't break the covenant. Because that's God's promise, and nothing's going to break that promise, right? right? But unfortunately, that means that there's something else that has to take on that punishment for yeah. breaking the terms. And so these animals become that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so that clarifies why sacrificing animals became a thing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it in terms of if everyone or at least every family is coming to you offer a sacrifice, it gets quite crazy. And well, it seems like at that point, like, you know how most modern homes have, well, now it's cell phones, but every <laughs> home seems to have like a, a phone, yeah. A telephone, or how about this? Every home has an oven, a TV, or yeah, yeah. an oven. You gotta there cook you go. food on the oven, right? Does every home then now become like standard issue? You've got a sacrificial altar. No, <laughs> because that was only to be done at the tabernacle. Oh, so they had to bring their sacrifices so to uh, the tabernacle. So there's like a long line of folks out yep. there with an animal waiting to get in to sac- make their sacrifices. Right. <laughs> day in and day out. What? Yep. So you can imagine yeah. the undertaking that this is for the tribe of Levi. Why, why did I just get pictures of the unemployment line or something? <laughs> like everyone's out there with their animals in there and they're talking to everybody else like, hey man, what are you in here? It's like, yeah, well, I just got to slay this goat because, you know, I, I feel this. like I did some wrong stuff this week, <laughs> and we need to make up with it for this one. Yeah, I mean, essentially. You know, me too, John. I, You know, just last week I was, you know, I don't know what he may have done wrong. <laughs> I was just doing bad, and I got to take care of this with this here animal. Yeah, John, you know I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and again, it's crazy how routine this became i mean you're talking hundreds of years of doing this once it gets rolling you know um you think there was like there was like tabernacles on every corner like there's dollar general and everyone's got their lines out there no just one only one one. yeah wow yeah 
So a busy place. It's busy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it becomes the temple later on, uh, a fixed place. But remember, this is something that can be packed up and moved as the nation of Israel moves. So, yeah. so they, don't, they don't even have permanent structures that they're living in, right? They're just living in their own tents. So that's wild. So yeah, keeping, you know, keeping, um, care of the herd of animals and, and there were now there were multiple ones of those, I'm sure. Right. Each family probably had their own set of livestock, but were they all the same animal, but breeding them and, and no, there were some different types. There were goats and lambs and rams do you, do you um, have were, to bring a different type of animal based on the sins that you have done? Correct. There are <laughs> there, are, <laughs> but there were concessions made too. So, so like, the, so the guy holding a wild boar at the end of the line, there everyone's <laughs> looking at him like, man, he really messed up. <laughs> no, not necessarily, because what would happen is if, if your family couldn't afford a goat or a lamb or whatever, then you could bring a pigeon or a dove. Or, I didn't even think about that. So you have to actually make purchase or it's going to cost you something, it's whether def- money or whatever, to get something to sacrifice. Exactly. To cleanse yourself exactly. of sins. Whoa. Man, that's a whole other dynamic because I guess you don't just go out in the forest and find X, Y, Z. No. and Maybe while, you could though, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are wild ones running around. but But that's a great point because... Even though your life is spared, it is going to cost you something. And usually it's a spotless lamb, one without defect mm. or deformities. So, so it wasn't just in the ding and dent section. No. This is a lamb, a premium value. Exactly. You couldn't just give God your worst animal, right? It was your best. And so if you think about breeding, you have to be very diligent about making sure that that's done properly so that you will have animals without defect. Right. Hmm. And, and it became a business for sure in a sense too, right? Everybody needed it. Nobody was without sin. (laughs) Man. Yeah. So, you know, um, so how rich was that guy? Well, or many guys or many guys. Yeah, Yeah. Right. Right. Man. Yeah, which is why you know, um, it, it like I said before, it's crazy how routine it became. But in its originality here, this was not a normal practice yet, and so you can imagine the first few times that you had to do that. the The idea was it was supposed to uh, affect you in a way that would bring fear and cost you something and something you know, you don't want to do again. Oh, so it's like to prevent you from sinning in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Well, if you sin, you're going to have to do this. So this is making a, you know, this is something that's standing in your place. This should be you on that altar. Mm. Oh man. Right. That's deep. So it's not a pretty sight, but because it became, you know, man, got to go back next week, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. So, it becomes routine and maybe loses some of its, you know, which is why 
you know, God knew this was never a permanent answer to, um, to sin's effects. What does that say about the person who will happily slaughter the, the sacrifice and then just be okay with sinning because eh, that's easy. <laughs> right. I can just go back and do another. And that's what I mean. It's, it was never supposed to be that routine that you don't think twice about it. That's, that's yeah. an evil person, right? Yeah. Is that an evil person? Yeah. But yeah. we all sin, so we keep slaughtering animals. Right. So we're all evil? Well, <laughs> no. But what I think is, you know, um, it was supposed to be something that affected you in a way that hopefully would steer you at, at least a week. I don't, you know, I don't know what the time yeah. frame, but it, it's something that, man, that is not something that I want to do. Oh, yeah. On that the, would be traumatizing. On the regular. Sure. I wouldn't be able to do that currently. Yeah. I'm a man. I work with my hands. I got calluses <laughs> on my hands, okay? I, and I it was a lot, <laughs> and they would splatter the blood around. Oh, well, it wasn't just nice. It was no, it was no, it was not not nice. It was it was very um, graphic, if you will. Oh man! And I don't know if again that was to raise more of that kind of emotion or that kind of uh, of effect. Because if you just handed them an animal and you didn't see what happened to it, yeah, you know what I mean. That yeah. would really, yeah. So, so it the person defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. Wow. And, and again, we look at it as very kind of inhumane and all of that. Um, but we also got to realize too the livestock and the animals that was their livelihood. You know what I mean. And so um, they took very good care of what they had so that um, they were able to do that for, for God. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, similar to like our money, if you will. You know, it's really the only thing we, maybe our time, but, you know, sacrificing of our, of our, our offerings is always usually in reference to giving of our money. Something right. that we... It's part of our livelihood that we've worked hard for and take care of to be able to give that back. Now, we're giving it with a different heart than yeah. what the sacrifices were given, but um, it still should be something that we are taking care of our money so that we can give back, right? Hmm. So That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't have to give your child, you know? Yeah. Give five dollars in the donation plate. So there were there were um, five different kinds of offerings or sacrifices that were set up here in the early parts of of the book of Le- Leviticus. Um, so I think it's important. Let's let's talk about each of those. Okay. Okay. There was one that was called the burnt offering. Okay, where they would take the animal. And everything but the skin would be put on the altar. Okay. And this was a gift or an offering to make atonement of sin. Okay. So you've, you've sinned. So you, you need something to 
atone for that, right? To make things right again. So you de-skin an, an animal. <laughs> right. But Have it's a moment. <laughs> no. That's not easy. No. I've never done it. No, again, but this is, it should be you, right? This should be your life. You de-skinned. Well, <laughs> you dead. My yeah. word. Um, and then you offer a prayer or, you know, a praise to God. And then everything is put um, on the altar and obviously burnt. That was the burnt offering. And the description here is that the aroma pleased the Lord, you know. Um, but again, this is only a temporary fix to sin's problem, mm. right? Um. And then this offering was often accompanied by what was called the grain offering. Okay. So you bring of your best flour or of your oh, best food. grain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was kind of a, um, a thankfulness to God or a um, expression of his goodness that you are grateful for, kind of like a thanksgiving. All right. And... They would take, the priests would take that and kind of mix it with oil and um, put it on the offering to be burnt with the burnt offering. Okay. Okay. And it could also be a supplement for the burnt offering if you didn't have an animal to bring. You could bring food, grain instead. Yeah. Hmm. So... There was one called the... Fella. I'd probably do that one. Just well, saying. you had to do all of them. Oh, you had to do all of them. Different times, right? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> this is stressful. I know. This is very stressful. And there was called... Anyways. Yeah, so that was the grain offering. And then there was the uh, fellowship offering or peace offering. You may have heard a peace offering. Of course. Yeah. Of course, means Many tokens have been offered as a peace offering. Different, right. And it became a different thing obviously which is good but yeah but this again is a an animal um and a lot of times they would portion out these animals what do you mean by parts por- the portion. parts take some parts do this with them take some other parts and do this with them oh yeah so this one they would portion out the fat kidneys uh parts of the liver offer that to god and then some of the meat the priest could keep. Same with the grain offering. They could keep some of that for, again, be able to sustain people in the community and themselves. So um, That's interesting. And then the people could also eat some of the peace offering that was left over with the... with. Some of the grain offering as well, and the burnt, so, and the burnt so this is where it it not only um, was a, an offering or sacrifice, but it was it was one that um, was able to help sustain the priests and the people as well, because they could partake of what was left over. That seems like the most sensible one. Yeah, I mean it. it no waste, right? It helps everyone. You, there were some, like you know, the fat and some of the organs were given as an offering to God, 
Right. And um, some of the better parts, if you will, <laughs> that, you know, okay, were good so for food. Quick question. The parts that were offered to God, mm-hmm. what happened to them? They would take them out, wash them. Really strange. And then, and then put them on the altar to burn. Oh, and they burned it. Yeah. And oh, I, okay. I don't know exactly what the washing was. I mean, I guess symbolic for sure. But as far as if you're just going to burn them. Right. Yeah. I don't know if there was certain things they were maybe keeping disease and all of that down. Because you can imagine doing this day in and day out. No. It could be, yeah. I, I can't get pretty gross. I can't imagine that job. I know that's the thing. And a friend of mine said it said it this way. He's like, "We have no frame of reference that we deal with that to even like be able to understand what was going on." You know what I mean? We yeah, just at don't. That time, no. Yeah, we just can't. We're, we've evolved to such a different society. I think. Yeah. It's hard to imagine all of this going on. Huh. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's unfathomable. Even if you have experience with, you know, like field dressing a deer or those kind of things, it it is, you know, obviously animal parts, but at the same time, you're not, you know, you're wanting to do that, get that over with so you can get to the meat. But... But this was done in Not a way. Me. This was done in a way in front of the community, and and blood splattered on the altar, and and I mean, just yeah. You know, it takes a special man to be able to do that. Actually, yeah. I don't think I could do that, even if necessity. I suppose if I really had to, like it was, if it was life and death, and I wouldn't eat if I unless right. I unless I myself prepared that. I suppose maybe I could. Yeah. But like I find difference in like no a, nobody wants to a look. large animal and a small animal, <laughs> like a fish probably could do oh, that yeah. pretty easily. Yeah, but like a deer, like a like a giant animal, that's that's even more tricky. I think. Oh, it's yeah, nobody. Yeah, I mean, I think people do it because they want the meat. I don't think they're like, I really enjoy that. <laughs> I'm sure there are some who do <laughs> there might enjoy be. that. <laughs> Uh, I can just don't picture, hang out with those people. <laughs> I can just picture a crazed man with a bloody knife. He just finishes cutting it, and he licks it. And just, oh, <sighs> yeah. So, so the so the burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering. Um, another one is called the sin offering, or purification offering. And similar to the burnt offering, this is for um, for the forgiveness of sin, or to be cleansed from that sin. Okay, so the atonement, the burnt offering is, that's the atonement. That's something that had to die, right, in your place. This is a little step further that brings you to be pure again, to be clean from that sin. You as a sacrifice, you. Well, you as the person offering the sacrifice, yes. Oh. Yeah. And again, this one's portioned out. Um and the priest could keep some of this. Um, this was often put on before the burnt offering or the fellowship offering. Um, but same kind of thing. This was um, an animal 
that was portioned out. Okay. And then the next one or last one is a guilt offering for reparation, um, for violating, you know, God's order for the holy things of God, um, or doing something that you knowingly did to somebody. So like, for instance, if you, if you sinned and you, let's say you. Like I slept with my neighbor's wife. Whoa. You went there. I was just, just going to say you, you know, That's stole something. I know. It That's is. a serious <laughs> sin. Yes, for sure. But I was thinking something even smaller that you could make amends for. Okay. I don't know how you can make amends for that. You know oh, what I mean? Can't take that back. Can't really take that back. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is like if you, you know, if you stole something from your neighbor. Okay. Then yeah. you got you got found out. Not only is that a sin, but now there's something that needs to be done as far as making amends or fixing the situation, meaning pay the person back or give that back or um you know, try to make the situation right. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um this was a was another step of of saying that you want to do that. You want to reconcile with whoever it is that you sinned against. Yeah. Sometimes those sins are against God um, only. You know, maybe thought or done something, you know. Um, but a lot of times our sin is done against another individual, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... So this is a um, a guilt offering saying you realize your guilt and you want to make um, you know restitution for what you've done. Um, so again, this animal is portioned out and against usually the insides that go to God. And then um, the meat and stuff could be used again by the priest. So, hmm. yeah. So it's kind of these series of sacrifices that... It sounds like more like reasons that you would sacrifice. Yeah, I mean... The process, I feel like, does change slightly, but... Yeah. And so then um, the priest also would do um, every so often, and it became known as one day a year, but they would do it every so often. But the Day of Atonement would be... I always thought of it as like the sins of the community that weren't caught or weren't Uh accounted for. Right. Uh So like, you know, you had all these people bringing sacrifices for the sins that they committed, but let's just say there are a few (laughs) and probably a lot that weren't atoned for in that way that the, the priest would then on the day of atonement, offer this sacrifice and he would go into remember the most holy place we talked about within the tabernacle yep. and, and offer this sacrifice to, to on, God on, on behalf, behalf of half of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So it became an, an important day for the priests and the community and all of that. So what if you never sacrifice anything? Yeah. I mean, and then the priest did the atonement for you and then you're good, right? Well, yeah, essentially that's how the people kept Hmm. pure but you know i would i would hope to think that you know you were 
doing what you needed to do to make sure that your relationship with God and others were was in a good spot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, thank goodness we don't do that. For sure. That'd be awful. Yeah. Just imagine everyone outside the CVS lined up. <laughs> you know? CVS. I don't know. The most That's holy, why you just the most holy place. In imagine this. people lining up. <laughs> I don't know why I said CVS <laughs> pharmacy, but but I mean like uh, yeah, just uh, uh, that would be awful. Yeah, yeah. To still be doing that, we'd be running out of. Animals, well, that's that's one of the questions that's asked. Like, if if people were doing this every day, how in the world? Well, I mean, like they, at Christmas time, you, you tree farms do be running out of trees. <laughs> yeah, but those tree farms probably aren't doing enough to replant trees, and and well, they just take a long time to grow. Well, that, that's true too, but um. Not everybody gets a Christmas tree from a tree true. farm. That's true. Yeah. And and so they certainly figured out quickly, like I said, how to breed animals, make sure that, you know, they were breeding them in a way that would produce a higher yield of really good animals, you know? Mm. And and those kind of methods are still being probably used as far as breeding goes today right you you take the best bull and breed it with the best you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah. dogs with pedigree and yeah 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 so for as many people as there were think about how many animals there were i mean just everywhere and what so what happened with all the uh, subpar animals yeah i mean you still use them for milk and other things you know what i mean it was not but eventually that was probably a rarity versus the majority. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as techniques kind of evolved and got better. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and it became quite, you know, the marketplace outside of the temple became, I mean, just a, a mass production of wealth and in the community. I mean, it was a, because after a while, you know, people started farming in different ways and, and therefore they didn't need all of the livestock. So then they would have to purchase one. Mm. And so that purchasing of became a huge business. Purchasing of sacrificial Of a spotless, yeah. 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 You know, you, you can imagine them being like, hey, this lamb here is spotless. <laughs> you know, here's the price tag on it. And it's like... What are you going to do? Yeah. You have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, you know, and this was hundreds of years later. This is around Jesus' time, and they were taking advantage of people that were in need of, a, of an animal. And so they were, you know, raising the prices on it and doing what they could to make money rather than really providing a service for for the community so hmm. yeah man that's got something to say about business isn't it <laughs> like yeah. you find it you got to find a need within the community 
to operate, you know, where you know you'll have. It's almost like in the food business, you know that everyone's got to eat. Well, sure, yeah. So you have some security knowing that if you work in the food business, you're mm-hmm. creating food, you will have some stability. Yeah. Until something better, cheaper, mm. more sustainable comes along. You know what I mean? So there's there's certainly competition in that. But what I mean, what's the saying, right? Necessity is drives the mo- innovation. Is the mother right? of invention. Mother of invention, yeah. So... Yeah. So I was close, <laughs> but certainly, you know, um, they figured out quickly how they could make a, a business off of the need for these animals for offerings. I can just yeah. see that. And grain too. I can just right? see that deal going down. Yeah. Well, if you don't want this one, you're going to be without Live and guilt. sacrifice <laughs> and uh, that's not really my problem, pal. It's 50 pence. Right. <laughs> Or whatever they used at that <laughs> shekels, time. yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 again, that's not the intent of what was going on here, right? This wasn't supposed to be a business deal of sorts. It's it's a it's a a gruesome act that had to be done because of your wrongdoing. Yeah, and the only way that you don't die is that you offer something in your place. And and that's, you know, again, that transaction or that, what you see happening should affect you in a way that's like, I never want to have to do that again. I mean, it's is there, powerful. Is there any record in the Bible where someone did not sacrifice and was, and was killed because they had to become their own sacrifice? <sighs> I know of a story, I think it were Aaron's sons even. Two of Aaron's sons offered something that, oh, how's it worded? Un, that was basically unapproved. They did it in a wrong way or they didn't do it in the right way. And they were, they were burnt up. Oh. Yeah. And so Moses kind of had to step in and be like, okay, Aaron, th- this is a serious thing. These sacrifices have to be given and done in this very specific manner is this in is this in leviticus this Mm -hmm. scenario uh yeah i think so these have to be done in this very specific manner or again this isn't going to mean anything to anybody people could just get up oh i'll throw a sacrifice on the altar this morning it had to be done in a certain way as to not be taken advantage of. You know okay. what I mean? And so how can we transcribe and, that scenario as applicable today? <laughs> well, that's why it's tough because we don't do anything of <laughs> right. that sort. Um, but I would say, you know, Jesus's ultimate, his sacrifice, it had to be, it goes back to the Christmas story, a pure, mm. spotless person born not of manly intent but of divine intent because only now he is the only one that could take on the sin of the world because he was sinless born of a virgin um, the son of God 
to be able to take all of God's wrath upon him. So you're telling me that because Jesus, the Son of God, died for us, Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about any of these sacrificial elements as described in Leviticus. Correct. He did that for us once and for all. Then how lucky are we? Oh, yeah. I hope you feel that way. I feel lucky. Grateful. Yeah. Grateful, yeah. 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 That's a that's a gift. Right. And and so after Jesus' sacrifice, then animal sacrifice stopped for the most part. Um now of course people that did not believe in Jesus as the Son of God and as the Messiah, then they tried to continue that. But but even today, a lot of Jewish people don't do animal sacrifices. And if they do, it's only usually once a year. Or, well, that's probably because PETA. So. <laughs> well, true in our country, but even, <laughs> even there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. How lucky. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's how grateful we should feel that. God did not want us to continue in this, that he provided a way out, a way through it. Mm. Yeah. And that's or maybe why, we were running out of lambs. Well, but that's my point is that what was done to Jesus was done in a very specific manner, mm-hmm. right? It was foretold that this is how it kind of had to be in order for it to be a once for all thing. Yeah. And I think, too, um, for these Israelites living in this time that, you know, they I'm sure some of them were like, why do we have to do it like that? You know, yeah. can't I just do this in my backyard or whatever? And it's because, again, this is a this is a spiritual thing that's happening. It's not just killing an animal. There's more to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, in in Leviticus, they're gonna lay out exact the exact steps, right? Of yeah, of how to perform that. Yeah, and on the Day of Atonement, if you heard of the term scapegoat, mm-hmm. what's that usually mean? Um, the scapegoat means someone that's gonna fall, I guess, on the sword for for whatever the reason is. Right. Someone's so gonna step forward to be the. Put the blame on something else. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of what happens on the Day of Atonement. The sacrifice is made within the most holy place, but there's an, there's another goat that the priest would lay hands on this goat's head and basically put all of the the curse of sin, the punishment of sin, the wrath of sin, right? And then it was let out in, into the wilderness and let go. Like, so the atonement was made, but then also this goat was to be symbolic of now all of that guilt and punishment for sin is also done away with out of the community. Hmm. So that became the scapegoat. Yeah. Well, you don't (laughs) want to be a scapegoat. No. Hmm. Nope. 
But that was a that was an animal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, that phrase began to mean other things, obviously, but Oh yeah. Yeah. Like so, most things do. True. <laughs> but <laughs> so these sacrifices became um important for the Israelite community. They put them back in a right relationship with God. Okay. And and however temporary that might have been, it was God's way of showing them this was a big deal. Don't take sin lightly. Right? And um therefore what was happening was supposed to deter them from wanting to sin or to hopefully steer them into making good choices and, and following what God wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say this. Because there was a huge cost for not. If even the smallest of sins had required us to do something so dramatic in today's age, right? I believe that we would all think very differently Yeah. about... Sure. Like you would, you would take think it for granted. Yeah. About the sins that you create every day. Yeah. And our, our weekly practice of communion is supposed to bring us into that realization mm. as we meditate on, you know, again, even though we do this every week, I'm not supposed to take this for granted. Yeah. It, it cost God dearly. Even though for me, it seems like I get off for free, right? Yeah. But no, the, the grace that is found in that cost God tremendously. And we shouldn't take that lightly, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good message to land on, I think. Yeah, I think so. I like that. I think I, I'll move forward, actually. That's a really good, that's a really great message. Because I think oftentimes we really just kind of... Out of sight, out of mind. Right. You don't pay attention to the the weight and the gravity of what has been done for you. Yeah, for sure. Because I'll tell you this. I, myself, probably could not be handling the sacrificing of another animal. I'm, I'm too much of a lover, not a fighter. Okay. <laughs> I like animals. Yeah. I couldn't see me killing one for the things that I'd done. And I wouldn't do it long. I'd try and mark myself a perfect person after that. There you go. <laughs> as perfect as I could be. Yeah. You know? Right. Sure. Because, uh, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say it. That would suck. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, as you guys move about your week, try and put that in your, in your forward mind. Think about exactly what that means to us um, as a body of people, as a body of believers. God gave his son to die for us so that we don't have to sacrifice mm-hmm. and we're forgiven of our sins that we create every day. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully that motivates you to live to obey God rather than live for yourself and just yeah. do whatever you want and not think about the implications of what you're doing. Maybe try and limit the amount of sins you perform. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. <laughs> but the motivation should be out of that 
Gratitude. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I love the word. That's good stuff. Let's keep it going. Yes. If you guys loved what you have heard today, please let us know by, you know, sharing this podcast with someone who means something to you. Or you can go on over to the Facebook page and get followed. Something will happen there soon. And <laughs> get super excited for video podcasts coming soon. You'll be able to see Josh's perfect hair. Oh, gosh. On your screen. And you'll be able to see my face. <laughs> With a voice made for radio. <laughs> With a face radio? No. Face radio. <laughs> no. But you do have a good voice. Great. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you at home. Please go have a best week ever. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.